Can you guys tell I'm in a McDonald's parking lot? <laughs> no, I was wondering where you were. I don't know. It looked, it looked more like Hardee's to me, bro. All right, we're live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Put Work In podcast. Today we have special guest Derek Miner. What up? Don't, <laughs> not, don't everybody speak at once. Hey, I'm, I'm going to pop off and pop right back on because Riverside is doing something weird. Hold on. Well, that was a good podcast. podcast. He's, he's gone. That's it. There you go. Solid five, co- guys. It only cost us 500 bucks in Google Play gift cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. I can already tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We broke the ice good. Yeah. So uh, if, you, if you're here, you missed it. He was here, you know. That's what it is. That's a little unlucky. Yeah. You know, that 30 lasted. seconds only cost us $500 in iTunes gift cards. <laughs> what up? I'm back, baby. He's back. I'm back, baby. Hold on. Now I'm messing up here. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. We struggling. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're... Can y'all see me? Yeah. Your video is always messing up. Yeah, I know it is. Man. I see me. That's what I. That's all that matters to me. You're there. I'm here. All right, Derek. Well, welcome to the podcast. Um, you know, a good majority—not majority, but a lot of our friends—know you. They'll know your music. Um, you know, a lot of our audience probably has never heard of you. We are mainly a fitness podcast. We kind of branched out to everything. Okay. Uh, we're we're huge. You know, we're huge fans of yours. You know, uh, we're gonna get into it later. But you were you're pretty uh, instrumental in mining Carson's development. I'm not sure about Peyton, but you know, when we were teenagers, we, you know, you were one of our main artists that we listened to. Man, respect. Thank you, bro. That means yeah, a lot. Yeah. I, I started tuning in. There'd be like some features here and there, like that song you did with KB. And then I really started tuning in heavy with PSA Volume 3. I still play that today. <laughs> oh, respect, respect. That's a throwback, throwback, my boy. Yeah, yeah. I think I hopped on like right around Minerville. Okay. Yeah, that, that's when a lot of people caught on to what I was doing. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be so. honest. I don't know when I actually got on lot because like i didn't start getting big in church for 2013 mm. i'm over here so i didn't even know christian rap would, was even possible at that time you know but i'd say probably like 2014 2015 i started listening to it that's around that time yeah yeah, yeah i know yeah. think minorville is a 2013 album uh, yeah 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 it's around 2013 for sure uh, yeah yeah hot air balloon yeah, definitely. That's definitely. been over eleven years ago. It doesn't feel like yeah, that. Yeah, it's been That's a minute, crazy. man. No. It don't. It don't. Life life be man, look, don't even get me started, bro. Life life be running out the it feel like one minute it feels like one minute you're starting your career and then the next minute you're washed up. 
<laughs> or at least that's what they like to say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but nah, uh, in all in all seriousness, yeah, nah, it's, I've, been, I've been having fun. I've enjoyed it. You know, I put out several albums and put out several like uh, projects. I forgot to tour the world, man. I'm blessed, bro. Like I have no reason to complain, man. Like gold records, Grammy, you know, award winning albums. You know, it's I've seen a lot more than when I was, you know, a kid thinking I'm gonna make music. Like this is way more than I anticipated. So I'm, I feel really blessed. That's awesome. Yeah. So we've kind of established like you're an artist. Um, so for people that aren't familiar with you and like your story, I was kind of thinking about this earlier. Is like as teenagers, you're like your story, your testimony is like this long. Mm-hmm. It's like super short. And then you know, the older you get, it's like almost you kind of go go around in cycles again and again. Not like sin cycles or whatever, but like just like new revelations of changes of who you are like stuff that happens and like just changes, you know, who you are. Right. And, you know, so kind of introduce yourself a little bit to, to somebody that may not know who you are. Yeah. So my name is Derek Miner. Um, I'm a owner of a record label called reflection music group. Um, I, I'm a hip hop artist, producer. I've put out, I think over, we're talking about like albums that I've been involved in. I probably put out over 20 albums uh that i've at least been directly involved with um we uh distribute we have a, a distribution company called rmg amplify where we distribute tons of artists like john keith uh mission um let's see who else we distribute we distribute d1 different artists like that so my specialty is really in faith-based faith-based music and it's just because not anything other than man, faith is a huge part of my life. But then at the same time, uh, I just feel like I want to bring positivity to the world. So that's really what my, my whole, like, if you follow me on any of my social platforms, it's going to be about three things, music, comedy, and motivation. Like I'm going to try to make people laugh, entertain them. We're going to be motivated. And then I'm, I love music. I'm a music nerd. So check the studio out. Like That's so yeah, this this is they they say they say I got a spaceship. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the real deal right there. <laughs> yeah, man. So this is this is what I do, man. I I love music, but you really I mean, were I taking people. off. I love people. What was that? Gonna, I was I gonna said, make that pun. I was like, I said, you really I were taking off. When you said that. <laughs> Take <laughs> taking off from that launch pad, off. man. You know what I'm saying? So a few of our friends and our people that follow our podcast, we're probably there, but th- this kind of Carson sent the message he sent you referring to the fifth quarter where you performed in our hometown. Yeah. And that was a crazy concert. I loved it. Uh, yeah. I, I, if my memory's correct, you know, I, we followed you pretty, pretty, uh, you know, I won't say religiously, but really closely. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, so if I remember correct, you were there and then you shot your music videos for party people. And what's the other one? who you know yeah yeah the yeah. next day and i was like ah it's like yeah. he was here yesterday this he was, so this was this was in uh where was this at one more time batesville mississippi yeah oh look bro yes way back I did in the that day. and then we went to we went to atlanta we shot party people we shot who you know the crazy thing about this fifth quarter thing y'all you don't i don't know if y'all know this because 
whoever was running the fifth quarter event was doing a great job of insulating y'all. But y'all have one of the most funny stories, or I don't know if it's funny. It's funny to me, but stories. I will never forget this as long as I live. So my drummer, Tyler, was with me. That that show was crazy. But some kid got caught having sex under the bleachers during my, like, <laughs> my set. So my drummer was playing, and he looks up, and I see this weird face, and I'm like, what? He's like, just he just does like this. And apparently y'all's teacher or whatever scooped the people up and take them back. So then I, I'm like, what's going on? So then we get off stage and I talk to Tyler. He's like, yeah, man, I don't know what happened, but I think somebody was having sex under the bleachers. I was like, yo. <laughs> that's nuts. That's completely believable. Yeah, yeah bro. Yeah, it was, that's right it, on par. Because I, I think there was. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's some things that happened at that school. That's believable. Yeah. <laughs> we had a scandal at our school almost every year. Oh, for real? Uh, yeah. 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 I'll spare you the details, but. Oh, man. Y'all yeah. are lit in the sip, dog. It's like, <laughs> no the sip is lit, bro. For real. No lie. Yeah. <laughs> Come to the sip. But, yeah. That, I don't that, even. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. Were you even there, Peyton? No, I, would, I had like. That was 2015, right? Yeah, I had like. I was 14. Like, uh, yeah, like I was 13 or 14. Old. I I didn't even I don't even think I knew him yet. Oh uh, yeah, you was a young young youngin. Yeah. A youngin. Youngling. For sure. Do you do uh do you do any fitness at all? Do you ever work out or anything? I mean <laughs> I'm gonna put you on the spot. <laughs> it's cool. I don't I don't either. You know what? This this is the first this is the first year that I haven't made the New Year's resolution that I'm gonna go to the gym. I just because well, it just I'm like it's not happening. Like, at least you're yeah. honest, you know. At least you're but, realistic. You know, but yeah, I, yeah. But this is the thing I do love. I, so I don't I don't necessarily work out, but I love hooping. So I play basketball. Yeah. But that's my thing. Like like just throwing weights is like even when I was in because I played ball in college or in high school. And I probably would have been 10 times better if I just worked out. Like, I just flew off for so much natural ability. But, you know, like, once you get to, like, college or once you get to, like, even high school getting to the next level of, like, being a great athlete, like, being in the gym is something that's mandatory. And it just never was a thing for me. But And when I was younger, I had some – I had springs, you know what I mean? And I was naturally – I'm still naturally pretty built. But it ain't yeah. – I just I don't I, the gym is not for me, man. I, you, but I love hooping though. Yeah, I mean that's it's that's pretty now, you know. That's I go a while without uh, playing basketball, and you go play a game, man. You just get wore out. Oh yeah, I'm dreading going back to the gym because everybody hasn't been hooping this uh, this Christmas season. We just been eating good, <laughs> so it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun. At least everybody's gonna be on the same boat. Uh huh. <laughs> I've you, definitely you, had a more than normal amount of cookies this season. So Right. That's only right. <laughs> well you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how much like in shape you need to be to like rap and stuff, like perform. Oh yeah. If you want to give a good performance, you know, if yeah. you don't want to just, you know, walk around holding your crotch, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You need to be in shape a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like a lot of rappers, I feel like a lot of rappers, you know, they have, like, the girls on stage and all that. Just This is not good performers. They need distraction. So it's just like, that you walk sense. across the stage and, hey, pay attention to this girl twerking over in the corner. Don't pay attention to the fact that I haven't done anything for the past. Yeah. Standing there. Well, if you look at a lot of concerts today, they're, like, is. I remember, so me and just a little backstory, me and Dylan, we used to make music. So we we're familiar with instrumental tracks for the concerts and stuff. And I don't even think they do that nowadays. They just play the song and like sing over it a little bit. It's it's not what it used to be, man. It's sad, bro. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't. But I, I feel, I feel that if I put it this way, there's a lot of, independent artists or artists that haven't really necessarily you know went to that next level that do that but i think if you want to go to that next level like people respect the art of putting on a, a great live show and i think the artists that you see kind of propel those are the ones that have a good live sh good live show like or that stay yeah. you know yeah. like did y'all see jack harlow's uh <laughs> Uh, Thanksgiving Day performance. Yeah. I saw a clip of it. Yeah. It was rough, man. Like I saw it, 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 it was rough. Yeah. But he was the rapping thing in is, English. I think that that's gonna... Man. They, <laughs> they, but here's the thing, too. I think people are giving him a lot more, like, flack than he's deserved, because he probably didn't even design the set. That right. probably was designed by, yeah. you know, the NFL. Because, you know... Yeah, so... And, and the mixing was bad on it. Audio was bad, mm -hmm. but... But I think that, that this could be a turning point in his career because if he takes the feedback and does something with it and says, you know what, I'm going to put on, like, one of the best live shows, then I think it could be good for him. Like, uh, Mac Miller, man. I remember when Mac Miller first started, you know, RIP to, to one of the legends. But when Mac Miller first started, he wasn't a great live performer. But then yeah. it just you just watched him elevate over time. That live performance... Is the, that live performance is the reason why I'm able to come on a podcast almost ten years later because I did something impressive, you know, impressive at yeah. the show. Like it's it's really important for people to get that down pat in the music. Yeah, yeah. And I think even there was this one guy I saw him perform, and he was like, I was like, man, this dude, I've been sleeping on this guy. He's really good. And then I got his CD, and his song wasn't even that good. So, <laughs> so, so it, it, that's how much the performance was, you know, it's yeah, worth. Yeah. It'll do it, oh, man. Just say my name next time. Jeez. <laughs> I think I think the it's something that yeah. I, I think it comes natural for some people, but I think for the large majority, it's a it's a craft. Just like making the music itself, that live mm -hmm. part of it, it's definitely something you have to you have to learn that mm -hmm. process. Yeah, the music business is like five different businesses in one. It's it's uh you know the business of songwriting the business of live performance, the business of online marketing, it's the business of merchandising. Like it's, it's anybody that wants to be an artist, like I'm gonna tell you right now, you better have some dog in you. Like <laughs> you, you probably have a better chance of making it to the NBA or the NFL than, than making it as an artist and making significant money. Like, okay, but what kind of dog are we talking? Like Chihuahua? Are we talking nah, like German you, Shepherd? Look, you better have, you better have like Rottweiler for real. Oh, okay. Yeah, like <laughs> Ch Chihuahua ain't gonna get you nothing but a bunch of paid ads on your uh, your Instagram. That's all you are gonna get out of a Chihuahua. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
And I, I don't think a lot yeah. of people realize how much of a grind the social media online marketing aspect is for it either. That's for anybody, man. Like, yeah. I think during COVID, yeah, during COVID, everybody just got so used to buying products on the internet. And, you know, we've been convinced that the only way to connect with people is on the internet. So now it's so competitive. I mean, even for podcasts, I'm sure y'all, Y'all know you guys are promoting your show and having to deal with all that, you know, however many followers you got, you only talking to 3% of them, you know. Yeah, right. everybody's got a podcast nowadays. <clears throat> yeah. Sheesh. <laughs> Just like everybody was rapping back in the day. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, it's even more people rapping now. I wouldn't now. say everybody yeah. now. Yeah. Well, not Three out of four of us, You're the yeah. only one. <laughs> one I was one made it E-Hall, out, man. You know? Yeah, you say so, he was what? Paid, paid what you say he was doing? Singing some Yeehaw music. What's Yeehaw? <laughs> oh, man. I ain't never heard of Yeehaw music. That's hilarious. Yes, sir. <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. What kind of music do you listen to, Derek? Do you li- like, a lot of people would just assume you listen, just listen to rap music. Is that man, is that true? Nah. You li- You branch out to different genres? No, nah, I listen to everything. Uh, honestly, when you make a lot of music, you kind of, you kind of fall out of love with it at times, like listening to it. Like it has to be somebody I really, really like for me to spend a lot of time listening right. to rap. But I, I go through spells cause it's my first love. Like rap is my first musical love, but I, I listen to rap. I listen to gospel. Mm-hmm. I listen to classical jazz. I've been listening to, it's this artist named Yame. Uh, he's a French r&b rap artist that's what i've been listening to lately wow. and then i've been into a lot of afro afro beat uh what is this this is one cat let me see what this dude is i just found but yeah bro like if i hear something that i like it's on this dude his name is Ezekiel, and it's an african r&b artist like and then what else i got on here uh infinity song this group called Meta, uh this group called infinity song they got an album called metamorphosis they're like a uh they're like a black, what do they call themselves? Singer songwriter. So it's like, it sounds like, like, I don't know, like, like Amy indie Winehouse, music. but it's like four <laughs> black kids. Yeah. It's like really, it's really sad though, man. I'm like, man, y'all need a hug, bro. I want to come to New York and give y'all a hug, but it's dope. It's, it's yeah. dope though. You know what I mean? It's dope. I get you. I've been listening to this here. Steve Lacey. I rock with him. Yes, sir. What's your thing, man? Did you like the album, bro? Did oh it, yeah. It? It's, okay. it's great. Right. Now, I've never yeah. thought about this until now, just sitting here. But there looks like Dante Bao just without all the facial hair. Chill out. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> Bro, chill out. With that with that with the little beanie and all that. Yeah. Which... yeah, you know, I did kind of yeah. you know, with the beanie. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't remember if it, which one was Dante, which one was Chandler. I'm like, mm. oh it's not Chandler. But yeah, it's like if you if you I can Grew see it that. out a little bit, man. I, you could go take the place in Maverick City. Nah, I definitely can't. Oh, wait, do that. he left. Maverick I definitely City. I can't forgot do about that. that. <laughs> nah, I can't grow facial hair to save my life, bro. This is all I can grow. I don't think oh, any like, of us can either. This is it. <laughs> yeah. Bro. By the time it gets somewhere, I'm just like tired of it. Yeah, by the time it, it looks like this, this is like still half homeless looking. Yeah, and then I got yeah. the, uh, I got like a patch. It's one patch right here. So where these two fingers at, and then there's one right here. Like it's like, it's like, yep. 
it looks like a design almost, but it's not symmetrical. It's just, bro, it's bad, bro. My wife, I grew my hair out for a year. I think it was seven months. It wasn't a year. It was like seven months. I didn't make it a year. And she just was like, bro, when is you going to cut this off? I was like, hey, when your <laughs> wife telling you, like, yep, when you going to cut it, it off, <laughs> you yeah. down bad, you know. It don't it's usually help when, I, like, when I shave. My jaw is lopsided, so, like, my must, my facial hair grows lopsided. Why, why is your jaw lopsided, bro? <laughs> uh, I lost a tooth, and it didn't have a replacement, so everything shifted with it. And then it it went downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, all right, say less. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Mississippi, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeehaw. Land of the missing teeth Yeehaw. down here. Yeah. We uh, are Mississippi very Tate. hybrid. <laughs> I'm trying to... Oh, yeah. Mississippi yeah. Tate. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to think how to describe people in Mississippi. We're very... Weird. I, I was trying to think of hybrid, but it's it's a there's a different word I'm looking for. But... Yeah, it's a mix of people. Yeah, I rock, I rock with Mississippi, man. Mississippi got a. It's you know, my uh my grandparents was from Utica, Mississippi. I don't know even where that's at. I've never been there. I've heard of it. Yeah, that's where my grand. That's where my grandparents was from. That's awesome. Small world. Mm-hmm. I ain't never heard of that place. <laughs> I, 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 I thought I, he said Utica first. Man, like, hey, that's right over there. Nah, that's right not, over yonder, man. <laughs> nah, not Utica. Where is I mean I want to see what the population of Utica, Mississippi is. I need to see. Probably seven. It sounds like, like it's not very much. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I probably wouldn't live here if I wasn't born here. Yeah. I don't know. Look, hey, as of t- 2021, the population of Utica, Mississippi was 633 people, bro. Wow. More than that's I thought. actually more than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's where my granddaddy was from, bro. That was my dog. <laughs> Have you, uh, so you, you went to Middle Tennessee State? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Have you always lived in Tennessee? Uh, most of my life. So my, my family's from Michigan, from Pontiac, okay. Michigan. So that's where we, uh, that's where I was born. That's where all my people is at. But, um, yeah, I spent most of my time in Columbia, Tennessee, little small town. Okay. Do you have like a specific target audience for your music, like that you think of when you're writing songs, or you just make your music for you? Nah. So when I write music, I try to think of people that are from where I came from. Like that's really the main thing. So, um, you know, my dad was a, was an addict and, you know, I came from pretty crazy backgrounds that was a huge part for me so i try to write songs for people that didn't really grow up with a lot of guidance for them to feel heard right and then i try to make music for people that are entrepreneurs like myself that's like go-getters so like like a lot of times people will hear my music and i'm like you know hey we gotta get up we gotta go get it you know and they're like oh he's so arrogant he's so cocky he this that a third but like an entrepreneur is they hear that and it's motivation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're like, yeah, 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 I gotta get up. I gotta make it happen. You know what I'm saying? And then when you have these, you know, I celebrate the victories because I want others to celebrate their victories, you know, and, and, and know that what they did is, you know, is worth celebrating. And, you know, it, it's confusing, especially because I, I got a lot of my start or the majority of my start in Christian rap. 
Christian music. So like Christian music is like Jesus or even when they're yeah. rapping, it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's crazy because a lot of Christian rappers are like, rather than talk about shooting people, they talk about shooting demons. And I'm just not really into that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, yeah. you know, Dude, rather Christian than rap write used a to love be song to their girl, theological. they like, yeah, it was like mad theological. And that never yeah. really was me. But I was yeah. told that that was the way to do it. Right. So I did that for like an album. It was like a season, maybe like 20, I think I'll say 2011 to 2012. That's when I was really theological, Derek. And then Minorville, which is the album, ironically, that most people know me for, that's when I became, you know what? I'm going to just talk about life. I'm going to talk about where right. I came from. And I'm going to talk about it from a, a Christian perspective. And then that's what I kind of want all my albums to do is just mirror where I'm at in life. And then also the challenges that I've been through, I try to take those lessons and put them into the album. So if people are going through those challenges, they're able to have something to relate to. Right. And also during that era, like you, you said like 2011, 2012, I feel like most of like Christian hip hop was centered around performing in a church anyway. So mm -hmm. A lot of people yeah. were thinking, okay, well, I need to write music that right. I can perform in a church. Right. And I know that since then it's, it's branched out, especially, you know, 2013, 2014. It's definitely a, a much broader audience. Let's see if I can talk. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can I still mean, perform in a church now. Play some of that old KB side, <laughs> yeah, sideways. Get, get a hot gazelle know, like, in a church, man. Yeah, oh, look, <laughs> I don't, I don't mind playing in the church. Like it's just always awkward because, you know, the kids are confused because they don't want to, you know, they don't want to show their parents who they actually are when right. they're not around their parents, and their parents are like judging everybody, and it's just, it just gets really awkward unless the church has a culture of just like fun and openness, yeah. which not many churches unfortunately had that. So. That's why I would much prefer to just be in a venue where if, if I want to take my shirt off on stage and throw water on everybody, yeah. like yeah, yeah. just, I want to do that, bro. I, I don't want to have to worry about messing up the, the plants on the stage for, cause the Bishop, <laughs> you know, all that. Yeah, I, I, I remember, yeah, I couldn't crazy. imagine being down in a little Southern. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't imagine you being down here, you know, like in a nice Methodist church and then you start <laughs> you play ready set go and on go man you take your shirt off and then you throw water on everybody everybody gets saved kicked out immediately and it's just <laughs> man everybody, well, that's man, all, and that's always fun because there's usually like this youth pastor who's like they're trying to push the church into the future because the church mm -hmm. is like kind of lagging behind the kids are struggling and there's usually like a youth pastor that's like yo let's bring out this rapper and the church isn't really on board with it. So they kind of get in the way of all of the stuff that makes the, the set fun. So nobody yeah. really has fun and it just kind of doesn't do well. Sometimes there's that. But then there's also, bro, I've been to some churches and I'm like, bro, these kids turned up more than it was at like a regular venue. So it's not, it, it's it's just based on the culture of the people that you're around. That's true. You know, so I just, wherever I go, I'm like, I'm going to just do me and, and try That's not that. to be disrespectful and and we'll see what happens yeah it's weird because like uh i don't know i don't think dylan or carson have ever come to my church 
Man, we've seen so many different types of genres that I like. Look, we've seen Leonard Skinner at church. We've seen oh, Morgan Wall. We've seen we've seen Morgan Wallen at church. That's crazy. My, yeah. my one of so my what, good buddies. What 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 song did you see from Morgan Wallen, bro? Uh, Don't thank Jesus. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, okay. So that, that's that's the only reason we saw him. Okay. 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 I thought they were wild for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh. We've played Jesus two Leonard Skinner songs. We've played Which ones simple, was those? Simple Man. Okay. We played like a different style of Sweet Home Alabama or Sweet Home Up in Heaven. Man, oh, we get okay. the jamming in that church. Sweet Home Up in Heaven. Oh, yeah. Bro, do, 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 do. I bet man. you boy, they going crazy on man. the bed over there. I, think one of the, I remember one of the first times I played with them was on like a Memorial Day barbecue we had. Yeah. Man, you had all the rednecks from that old Water Valley, Mississippi in there. Man. Tell you what, boy. Hey, rednecks <laughs> had the most fun, bro. I ain't gonna lie, bro. They be just yeah. blowing stuff up, <laughs> shooting nothing. stuff. It be crazy. <laughs> like, I used to be really like, oh, man. They, you, you know, you're speaking his you love go on language. tour and start hanging out with a bunch of rednecks. you like, bro, these ones just be back. All they do is just go back here and drink beer and shoot stuff. It's like, this is kind of fun. Get right, get money. Yeah. Like, right, yeah. Hey, hey, you want to come over here and shoot my AK forty seven at this uh yeah. this tree? Yeah, I right, bet. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, try to put man. that tanner right next to that beehive. Right, <laughs> man. You're speaking his love language, there. Yeah, it's literally actual things you would say. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I, don't, I don't do none of that getting muddy crap, but that's huge culture around here is riding in the lake bottom. Mud, yeah. yeah, yeah, mud. I that when I started getting older and I was in, in Tennessee, that that was something that the rednecks did in Tennessee. It was, but it was crazy because it, we had like so. There was this one dude, man. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name just in case this gets out because anything could go viral but there was this dude that went to my school it's one of the racist most racist white boys i've ever seen in my life bro like he would he said some of the most ridiculous stuff the only time he was not racist was when he was uh mudding and he would be mudding and listening to three six mafia i was confused like i, I <laughs> it, it, it didn't make no sense to yeah. me bro like i was lost <laughs> i was like dang this is lit you know Sounds what i'm saying right. I'm like, I, I, it, he, he is a case study today like i want to know where this guy is at today and like what <laughs> his life looks like because he was like he loved rap music but he also didn't really like black people like <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> crazy bro completely understand what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) bro i don't get it but you know that was i think growing up in this like columbia tennessee like growing up in the south that was very confusing and it and then after a while i was like man well then every person that's a redneck must fit this stereotype and you just start seeing just like the more you meet people like i thank god for music because what music did it pulled me out of my environment and it helped me meet so many different people. So like there was people that I would look at, I'm like, Oh man, you know, churches would bring me out. I'm like, why am I here? You know what I'm saying? Like it's all it is, is people in camouflage. They got the American flag next to the, to the church. And I'm just like, Oh man, it's on and popping. 
I'm right. like, man, they might <laughs> run me up out of here, bro. And then the up. next thing you know, you get Miss Sarah bring you a nice pie. You know what I'm saying? They done brought <laughs> right. a potluck, bro. They got chocolate gravy on biscuits and 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 yeah. uh, all kind of different stuff. You like, man, and they the nicest people in the world. I was like, it was just confusing. Like it was like culture shock. Like for me, you know, I just didn't really. It broke all of my 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 stereotypes and barriers so now i just when i see people i just try to just just say all right people people let's see where this is gonna go <laughs> yeah that's awesome you said you saw you see a bunch of people on camo their camo must not work if you saw them <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't very Fact, good camo yeah. facts nah bro so it's wrong environment with the camo you know my yeah. church you know going back to the church thing my church the density of like local christian rappers is very high in my church like our church you know how like some churches will play music at the end like people walking out or whatever right uh they play they play christian rap at like you, the normal church service are you serious i'm serious this is <laughs> this is a and it's a newer thing because they used to didn't do that but that's lit though that's kind of that's kind of dope i ain't gonna hose you but yeah, I will tell you, like the band plays, they play very southern music, <laughs> but they will ha let a rapper come on. Hey, so man, it's it's very multicultural. That's beautiful. I guess that's a good man. way to put it. Yeah, one of my buddies yeah. actually sang like a couple different rap songs in my church. Uh, of course, I, I guess one of them is more of like a hip hop rock rap. Uh huh. Weird thing. Uh, Jesus Freak. I don't know who's who the yeah, band yeah, is. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, you talking about the Newsboys? Yeah, that's the Newsboys. Um, I can't remember who it Toby is. Toby Mac. Toby yeah, Mac. Yeah, Toby Mac. Yeah. 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 DC Talk. I think. There it is. DC Talk. Yeah. yeah. yeah Marmalade yeah. Jelly and you know uh, I don't uh, even remember the lyrics. To it, but they, <laughs> that's one of the lyrics. Something about so Marmalade to, Jelly. I used to rap that on tour for them. I went on tour with the Newsboys, and they were like, "Yo." We're uh doing this song called Jesus Freak. Can you do the rap part for me? So I had never heard the song before. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. You know, any opportunity. Because they were the closing headliners. This was going to be like the premiere part of the show. I'm like, all right, Ben, I'm finna hop on here. Man, when I heard that song, I saw a man with a tat on his big fat belly and wiggled around like marmalade jelly. I was like... <laughs> I was like, bro, I don't know if I should have told them I'm finna <laughs> sing this one tonight. How did they get away I, with that back then? Bro, but I did it, and the crowd went crazy. Yeah. Like, I did it the first time, and the crowd went crazy. I was like, all right, well, I guess we'll just do it for the... <laughs> <laughs> so now anytime, if I'm ever on tour, I'm ever in an event with, with uh, Michael Tate, he always asked me to do that song. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's a, it's crazy they got away with that way back then saying talking about a big fat belly. Yeah. Bro. They got away with can't, a lot. Can't say <laughs> that now. They got away with a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, fair. maybe you could. I don't know. Oh no, we just did. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> we we've been kinda of talking about this, me and Carson have, about how you know you know, I wanna say back in the day, but like five, ten years ago the the vast majority of people you know you kind of tiptoeing around basically not being yourself not you i'm just like a, as a general yeah culture people were just kind of tiptoeing around trying to you know appeal to the masses mainly yeah and not being their self 
mm-hmm. really what I'm trying to get at. Not really being who they are. And I feel like lately, last few years, more people have, the trend has kind of shifted to more of people just, you know, saying what they believe and being who they are. And, yeah. you know, kind of owning, instead of just pretending they're being, they're being real. And I feel like to there's more potential that way, you know, considering mm. like, okay, people can hop on with what you actually believe and mm-hmm. what you stand for more than, cause I know me, like we were kind of compared it to Mr. Beast on YouTube, like the biggest YouTuber ever. Yeah. It's not super deep content. It's Mm-mm. super like this. It's meant yeah. for like, <laughs> honestly, it's meant for kids. Yeah. And yeah. like it, a lot of adults watch it, but at the same time, like I'm not, I don't feel like I get anything from that more than I would like a deep podcast, you know? Right. And I feel like culture as a whole has shifted more towards the, the deeper side of it. I don't know if that makes world's sense. Biggest firework video was kind of cool. Nah, I, I rock <laughs> with Mr. Beast, but it might, I got a, I got a, a 10 and 12 year old. So, but yeah. you know, I think the thing about the internet is you can get what you want. And I think that that's the power of it. You know, there's that. And I think that that's why it's important for you to be yourself because people may not be on what you're on right now, but if you consistently be yourself when they need what you have to offer, they'll come to you. You know what I mean? So, yeah, makes sense. You know, so for Mr. Beast, like right now, the world may be serious. I think it's because we're heading into an election season. You got wars happening everywhere. So people are looking for people to help them process all of that stuff. Um, and then there's also people that's like, I don't want to process any of it. I want to watch somebody blow something up. You know what I'm right. saying? And then they just turn on Mr. <laughs> Beast and watch them explode. Or they turn up some guy, some guy in the country blowing up something in the woods. Like It's like that's the cool thing about the Internet. You can get whatever you need right. when you need it for the most part. Um, there's going to be people out there that are like <clears throat> you and rock with what you're about. Yep, fact. Got to put it out there. Yeah, fact. And and it be okay with that. There's gonna be some people that just hate it. There's gonna be some people that it doesn't matter how you frame it, like what you do. Like I feel like Marvel, um, needs to learn this lesson or is learning right. this lesson now, which is you built your audience off of you know comic book nerds, uh, that grew up, and then now you're trying to force literally every person like you're trying to make a they're taking the disney model which the disney model is dope which you look at all the disney princesses there's one from every culture they they try their best to spread so far out but that's not necessarily translating with the live action comic book stuff because comics have a very specific target audience it's not to say that everyone doesn't enjoy comics but the people that are crazy about them are a very certain demographic um and you can expand it but they're trying to do too much expansion too fast and i think that that's the problem yeah Yeah, i definitely can't keep up anymore i can't tell you the last marvel thing i watched it's just too much all the time i I can (laughs) yeah i i I, and i love marvel i grew up loving it but it's like man you gotta show every quarter or two a quarter and it's like, bro, you got one show that's specifically like a rom-com version. You got the horror version. You got the 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 uh you know the 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 woman version. You got the ones for this demographic. And it's just like it's so you're trying to expand so fast that you leaving the core behind. You know your core may have pieces of those things, 
but you got to keep your core intact. And I think that anyone on the internet, if they can think, how can I keep my core intact? You're going to win every time. That makes sense. Yeah. And then, the, like you were saying, there's some people that aren't going to rock with you. Those aren't your people. It is what <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I'm going to bring this up. So I made like a Facebook post like two weeks ago. Okay. And I was talking about, I don't even have to go into the details because uh, you might disagree, but, okay. uh, you know, I said something about men like need to go work out. So Derek, you need Dang. to go work out. Yeah. Oh like, my goodness. But <laughs> Dang, you gonna I, just insult me in 4K, <laughs> bro? Let's get it. All right. I said, get ADP. I said, well, you're in good shape, man. You play basketball. So. <laughs> whatever but (laughs) in this post it was like a tiktok formatted post so it's like one minute long Uh and i was like men specifically like hey just be in shape so you ever have to protect your family you know you did what you can basically and i had like 15 women commented on there like my husband's in shape and all this (laughs) they weren't like they were basically just giving their husband this. Yeah, I you're got leaving out some by, very important yeah. choice words. Well, oh, there's a you lot. You said you got it. It got taken down. No, I, I oh. took it down, but I got. No, you're That's... supposed to leave yeah. it up. Yeah, he supposed to stand on business. Stand on business. Stand on business. Yeah, I got ate up either way because I took it down, and then all the people that were about it were like, "Bro, you're you're backing out." Exactly. I was ah, like, well, you gotta stand on it, bro. You gotta stand on it, Dylan. Repost. Double down. Yeah. Well, I, I met the video. I was kind of harsh, I guess. Oh, okay. But I got you it. know the people that knew what I was real, talking you're about, real. like Carson and Peyton, and like yeah. I, I had a lot more support later on than I did up front because the algorithm mm. just sent it to soccer moms, basically. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that was not my audience at all. I'm looking for like young men here, and right, and yeah. It, you know, I took it no, down because they put it to the young men. Yeah, just their wives I redid their the phone. video actually just to to give it to them a little softer. Well, my first mistake was posting it on Facebook, so right, yeah, it would have been fine on YouTube and TikTok and all that. But yeah, Facebook is is just it's argument brutal. book. That's what yeah. we're gonna call it from here on out. Argument book. But nah, I mean, look, that's the thing. Even those people that were upset it it resonated with them just in a in a way that might have been accountability you know what i'm saying at times and i think sometimes we think when people are mad at us or they or they say negative things towards us that uh you know like oh man you know we don't want conflict that's just the thing that humans don't want at all but sometimes that conflict is good sometimes it's good to push those buttons you know especially if you're doing it for a noble cause now if you're being a if you being a yeah. clown, bro, you just you just picking on people just to pick on them. That's different. But if you like, yo, hey, I'm concerned about your health. Like, get it, get it together. Go to the gym. You know what I'm saying? Eat a salad. Now, ain't nothing wrong with telling people that, bro. Right. I completely agree. I'm gonna go repost the video. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I need to watch this video sorry. before I co-sign reposted it. Yeah. Everybody was like, "Hey, man, you need to apologize to people. This is mean." I'm like, bro. Well, then you apologize. Yeah, I didn't really apologize, but I was like, I said this, I meant it, but here I'm going to say it again a little nicer. Yeah. And then, you know, everybody was like, well, that was great. You know, I had more support the second video, but right. Uh, we have a commenter on Facebook said hard things aren't easy to hear. That's true. That's a fact. That's true. 
That's a fact. That's true. Carson, you got anything? You could even say that hard things are hard to hear. I mean, it's pretty That's light right now. I got something kind of heavy. I didn't, I didn't know if y'all were ready to get into that yet. Oh, man. I'm with whatever, bro. Let's do it. Man, I'm we, just we left kicking. the gym, bro. I'm done with heavy. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> Me too. Pain is ridiculous, bro. He's, he's dumb, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is every day. Pain, pain is ridiculous. This is not an act. Yeah, yeah, you should no, try to run a podcast with him. Have, <laughs> hey, have you ever, you've, you've probably seen some like videos of Theo Vaughn, but we uh-huh. told Peyton, like, hey, you got to be our Theo Vaughn. You just have to say stupid stuff. <laughs> and, I'll, just, I'll just be Peyton. <laughs> and he didn't do that. He's just himself. So yeah. this, say is actually, say this is actually him. Oh, my dad commented. Y'all are doing a good job. Keep it up. Thanks, Aww, Dad. Oh, thanks, Pops. Yeah. You can make me cry. <laughs> that must be my uncle. <laughs> uh, well, Carson, you want to get heavy? Yeah, Might yeah. Well. Um, we I really warmed don't up know. now. We're ready to... Yeah, I, I don't know how to ease into it, but uh, we kind of hit on it a little bit, talking about Facebook and then kind of us being from the South, but uh, and just with music kind of taking you outside of your own little bubble. And I think that like mm-hmm. on that line of thinking, if it hadn't have been for like your music when I discovered it, uh, especially when a lot of the things that were happening in the United States back in the day, uh, I, I mm. probably wouldn't have a lot of the lines of thinking that I have today and the way that I've developed, like specifically when the Ferguson stuff happened, you and uh, Thizzle mm. and like KB and Lecrae were all talking about that kind of stuff. And it really raised my awareness to it. And that was the first time in my life that I was really, really able to relate to somebody that I really didn't have anything in common with. And I just remember Mm. me and Dylan talked about this the other day. That was a pivotal moment in my development as a Christian, as a as a man and just as a person in general. Mm. Yeah. uh, Well, yeah, when you when your grandparents are from Utica, Mississippi, six hundred and thirty three people and counting, um, and then growing up in the rural South, and then being thrust into a world that I I just man I was just making music from the heart for God, and then I didn't know that there was all of these political church structures and things like that that had mm-hmm. to do with like faith. I just thought everybody we just love God and. All of that, I didn't know people were like, you know, I don't know. I didn't know it was what it was. Like, I guess I'll just put it that way. And if you know, you know. But um, a lot of that was me processing stuff. And I learned a lot from that. I also learned a lot about me through that. And I think that the thing that I learned the most about is that you can't run away from your trauma. And yeah. the the easiest thing for us to do with our trauma is to say it's somebody else's fault. Right. So if if you grew up, you know, a, a rural guy in the in the heart of the, the, the deep south and, you know, you struggling to find work and and, you know, you look around and you see a lot of Hispanic people coming into the neighborhood. It's a lot easier for you to say, well, it's their fault. I can't find work as opposed to looking internal. Right. It's, right, real, it's, right. it's easier to do that. Right. Because the hard work, you know, this when it comes to uh, working out. It's easy to say, oh, I'm not in shape because, you know, uh, my work schedule or I'm not in shape because my wife this or I can't afford to go to the gym. 
you know, as opposed to saying, you know what, whether I can afford to go to the gym or not, there's a lot of sidewalk out there. I'm going to go for a run and I can go <laughs> in my, my living room and do 50 squats and 50 pushups, right? Like there's ground everywhere. You can do pushups, body weight exercise, but that's, Amen. that's, uh, it's easier to make that excuse, right? To say yeah. if it's somebody else's fault. And I think that that's what happens with racism. And then the worst part about it is that there's people that know that and then they take that that same idea and they push that concept to people and they say hey you can't get a job because of these hispanics or you can't uh your neighborhoods are messed up because of these black people no it's not that they're messed up because these black people they're messed up because those black people can't find a job like and you as a politician aren't doing your job to make sure that everybody can help find a job in their neighborhood so that's the easier thing to rather than those politicians get to work and do what they can do to make sure everybody has an equitable life. They're like, nah, we're just going to make everybody think that it's just somebody else's fault. Right. That's, that's how this thing works. That's what I found. That was the biggest lesson, but that made me also have to look internal in myself and say, well, mm -hmm. where are those areas that I'm holding? Where are those areas that I'm forcing on other people that really are things that I need to look in the mirror and fix about myself, you know, my thinking. Right my perspective so i think well, i appreciate well, you saying that yeah i think it's it's important as like you said to look back and kind of see how you ended up where you're at mm. and then okay you know because as adults you know, a lot of it's going to be on us you know at the end of the oh, day yeah. you 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 can depend on other people to a certain extent but at the end of the day it's up to you and oh, yeah. you know you kind of have to make it happen and you have to you have to kind of work with what you know, you come up against, you're going to, you're going to come up against a lot, especially, you know, different people in different situations. Uh, it's going to be a little harder and, yeah. you know, it may not, may not ever get easier, you know, yeah. but you got to do what you got to do. It's kind of, kind of what we push to put the put in, put work in podcast. Right. You know, we're trying to get people to put the work in, you know, in different areas, not just the gym, but spiritually, emotionally, mentally. Yeah, and I and I think that what is helpful, what what I was always fighting for during those times, and what I'm fighting for now, is never been to want to have, you know, black people to be able to say, oh, well, we're just sitting back and not doing nothing, and you know, because I used to have this perspective growing up that like white people had it so easy. It's like now they have it easy in other areas, but other areas they have it they have it hard as well. Everybody has has. The, you know, they're, they're hard things that they have to deal with. But the problem is that a lot of people that are in power, rather than use that power, you know, my white brothers and sisters, rather than use that power to make it equitable for everybody else, we use it selfishly. But black people do that too when they get in power. Like it's not, that's not a black or white thing. That's just a power dynamics thing. And right. what we have to do is like what you said, put in work, take accountability but i also think that it's important for the people to also tell our you know our p politicians how we want our country to be ran right and they would rather keep us separated and fighting each other on the ground level right they would rather keep the poor white guy fighting the poor black guy over <laughs> uh kneeling you know what i'm saying right <laughs> kneeling during the national yeah. anthem they'd rather have y'all fighting over that as opposed so y'all coming together and saying, listen, I'm not voting for y'all unless y'all give us some help with these taxes. Like, right. th they would rather us be arguing and fighting over that 
He said than, something. Than, than to actually come together and say, yo, let's 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 figure out how we can make it better for poor black people and poor white people, right? You know. Here's one, I, could, I could go on this for, for yeah, hours, bro. Yeah. <laughs> one thing too is like you just think about how you know politicians they get their money from being elected. Like they want there to be problems, so they have yeah. to be in office. Like mm -hmm. if they fix it all in in one term, you know what's the point of ever even having them, right? So they want. In my opinion, they're trying to keep their job, and they also but, get kickbacks for keeping right. certain things that don't work. For their people, there's lobbyists, right? There's certain right. things, lobbyists that lobby with these politicians and say, hey, if you vote this way or, or hey, I'm going to educate you on this particular topic and, you know, we're, we're hoping that we can count on you, right? They don't tell you that how to vote or whatever, but, you know, hey, we're hoping we can count on you. But the next thing you know, this guy is invited out to some extravagant party and, you know, they find ways to, 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 to help each other out. So, right. But, us as the people, if we think less about our differences and think more about how can we come together over things we have in common, man, it's a lot of power there. It's a That's whole true. lot of power there. That's what I'm all about. Very true. Is that a duck? <laughs> uh, a duck. Give me a second, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that boy got a duck. Is it an actual <laughs> duck? Like, is this man? Oh, uh, his phone his is a duck tone. call. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about his right. Ring tone is a duck call. <laughs> <laughs> yeehaw! It's like he Whoa. Yeah. That's like yeehaw is like the amen of the south. Yeah, I yeah. love it, dog. Right, I love it. So my dad said, "Y'all are hitting the nail on the head. It all starts at the local level, goes up to the big boys." That's uh, facts. Yeah, that's, true. that's facts, pops. I think, you know, this is my opinion too that local politics matter more. You know, it just look at like on a on a certain perspective, at least. You know, look at the different presidents we've had. You know, we've had Republican, mm -hmm. Democrat, back and forth, mm -hmm. and you know how much has changed each time. You know, the critical issues that everybody runs for, nothing really changes. Yeah. Like the the stuff they're pushing, like we're going to run to do this. They don't actually do that. No. And it's pretty much all those stay the same. So, and you know, day to day, I feel like what affects you more is what happens locally, but facts, your roads in your town are not messed up because of Joe Biden. Right. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, they yeah. fixed, they fixed that pothole over on main street. That wasn't right. Donald Trump fault. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's, you know, your local politics matter. They matter a lot. Well, Carson, that was basically your topic. Do you have anything to follow up on yeah. that? Uh, I mean, yes, but like like I said, it's, I don't know. I guess I brought the heavy stuff, but, um, you know, we we've been talking about the whole politics and <clears throat> the taxes thing and not voting, and uh, I made a I, I would consider the hot ask take. Him what he thinks. Yeah, about which Carson, part? Ask him what he thinks about the voting thing. <laughs> that's so that's, that's what I'm going to the voting. So so on the last okay. podcast, oh, okay. we kind of debated we kind of debated who's going to vote, who's not going to vote, and I said I'm not going to vote because I would rather pick between. Uh, pick the greater of two goods and the lesser of two evils. So I'm just, I'm probably going to set uh -huh. this one out. I get it. Yeah. 
I dig. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Voting is a, is a, it's a, mm, yeah. I'll put it this way. I think if you sit the, I'm trying to remember what was instituted because at the national level, the the founding fathers did not believe that people would care about the presidential election. I think it was the electoral college. I think the reason the electoral college exists is because they didn't believe that we would even care about voting on the national platform. So I would absolutely say if you sat the national platform out, I, I wouldn't, I, I'm not upset about that. I think though, the local elections, that's where I would say, put your effort there. Yeah. You know, if you're going to sit that out, then get educated about what's happening in your city and state and then put your efforts there and, 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 and do that because you can affect change there, you know, I, it, and it doesn't even take a lot of votes. I mean, a couple hundred votes could literally change your city yeah, or your state. Sure. You know what I mean? I think like the, uh, presidential race should have like a 12 team playoff 12 person <laughs> playoff like, like fight the to the finish whoever like wins it. wins you know like, like, like a march madness and you know you know in the end the strongest survive the strongest yeah. win they have to have the like wins. weightlifting competition look i put it uh, I, I put it this way I, I i say this too i think that I think that uh, they, it should be the March Madness style, and then the people that lost, they got to go do normal jobs. <laughs> they got to go work sense. at Amazon. They got to go. Yeah. <laughs> they got to go work at Amazon. They got to go make some buckets. They got to right. They got to yeah, go yeah, right. Yeah. They got to go make some buckets. They got to go dig some ditches. <laughs> they got to go do that. So then that way they can learn what the normal person has to deal with. So then the next time they run, they'll have a more intimate understanding of why people didn't elect them. So I like it March Madness style fight. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we just make it an actual basketball tournament. Like Joe Biden yeah, yeah, versus yeah. Donald Trump versus. <laughs> There's uh, going to be some broken knees and ankles for sure. And they got to hoop it out. Uh, they got to hoop it out in the uh, in the two on two tournament. The VP and the president is a two on two tournament. Well, <laughs> the I, stakes I is you got to go back to living a normal life. I feel like Kamala Harris could ball though. Hey, she probably could hoop. I don't know. Kamala, <laughs> At least more than the other gonna, three. I don't think she's gonna be with Joe this year though. I don't know. We'll see. People don't really like her that like, much. I can picture that that uh, Kamala and Joe versus Trump and Pence. Trump be like, <laughs> oh, that was a foul. Pence is absolutely not running with Trump. Yeah, Trump they, tried they to kill that man other. on the way out. Yeah, they trashed each other on the way out. <laughs> they were still on office together. This is just a 2016 version. Yeah. You said yeah, they're going to yeah. let bygones be bygones, bro, and just, just run it back? Got to do one for, take one for the team. Now, look, man, I know we've been through some stuff. But like, look, I'm going to give you a second chance. Now, nah, knowing Trump, he probably would pick somebody like Andrew Tate or something, bro. Like, <laughs> like, I would not be surprised. He's going to pick Kanye. <laughs> Right, hey, yeah. I would not be surprised about that either. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> Kanye and Trump 2024 is the exact ballot that America deserves. Yes. That uh -huh. is the ballot that we deserve, Kanye and Trump. That's what we deserve. That's perfect. 
Huh. I, I could picture that. Uh, I don't even know the name of the song, but it's going to be the new anthem. Reagan. Uh, dang, what's it, how's it go again? We don't know what you're talking about. Are you talking about the Backstreet Boys sample? <laughs> nah. Uh, crap. Anyway, just like uh, you're my Chick-fil-A. I don't know the other oh, part. Oh, Closed yeah. yeah. on Sunday. Closed on Sunday. That's what it nah, is. Yeah. Kanye yeah. went back to doing just regular rap. Yeah. He, his his new yeah. music is, is he done went back to to gangster ghetto uh kanye like he ain't he ain't uh, on the christian it was funny too i remember when kanye first became like a christian rapper or whatever i had people in my comments saying see that's the kind of music you should make i was just like all right just wait just wait Mm -hmm. let's see what happens yeah yeah it's definitely a phase because chance the rapper was a christian rapper at one point yeah for sure yeah yeah it's kind of crazy They'll people will just jump on board with like when they hit their one Christian song and be like, "Oh yeah, this is way better than anything you know you put out or whatever." I'm like, it's not the like. I just think it's, it's funny because I'm like, it. I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, yeah, you could go ahead and say that. It, you know, you know, it is what it is. But when you piss off all the Christian rappers and they just be like, all right, then they get mad when a Christian rappers want to go mainstream. You treat it, yeah. treat them like trash the whole time. And then when they're like, man, I don't, I don't want to deal with this crowd anymore. I want to expand my audience because everybody's always comparing me to people. And, you know, they don't appreciate what we're doing. And then you're like, oh, look at you. You're a sellout. That's why I told you, you got to just do what you love. Yeah. And don't care about what people think because at the end of the day they're gonna they're gonna trash you while you're here, and then when you leave they're gonna trash you for leaving. So those people just wanted to trash you, like there was nothing you were gonna be able to do. That's true. So before we go, uh, you just put an album out not too long ago. Um, I know you always have like a, a deeper concept or story to like your albums, which I've always yeah. loved. Uh, like, what was your concept, like your inspiration behind this latest album you put out? So my album, Nobody's Perfect, it really came from me. Like I told you about those conversations of like looking in the mirror and asking myself, like, how do I improve me? And the thing that I found that I dealt with more than anything was perfectionism. I wanted everything to be perfect. I wanted to not make mistakes. I had, it was, and when you really think about that, it's really ego. It's arrogance. It, it, it's, it's an innocent arrogance and an innocent ego, but it's like, I had this desire that, that I was going to be the hero that's going to swoop in and save the world. And the truth is I'm not, I'm, I'm in need of saving every day. I need God. I need friends. You know, a lot of times we we forget about how powerful it is to have real friends. You know, I need God. Yeah. I need friends. I need my family. I need people. And this was my opportunity to be able to make an album for people that felt like they were lonely and lost and that they struggled with that same perfectionism like I did. So I just rephrased it. Most of the time when somebody says nobody's perfect, it's almost like an excuse. Ah, well, nobody's perfect. But I wanted to take that and add power to it to be like, nah nobody's perfect and that's absolutely fine like it's okay for you not to be perfect it's okay for you to be a human it's okay for you to have an off day 
it's okay. Like take some of the pressure off of you. And I think because of social media, especially we look around at others and we see their highlight reel and think that that's their normal life. So we're comparing our everyday life to everyone else's highlight reel. And it's like, nah, man, Kim Kardashian gets zits. She get pimples. You know what I'm saying? Like Kanye got trash songs. Like he got some trash songs. You just never hear him. Like that's just a normal right. part yeah. of life, you know? Like guys miss days at the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I just wanted I to sure. make an album that celebrated us being humans and and that it's beauty and imperfection. And we all need we all are just imperfect people that need God. That's that's the whole point of the, the album. Hey, yeah. man, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll start throwing that in. Hey, if I Heaven, come yeah. back to Baseville, Mississippi and do a show, the, ain't Baseville where they make the caskets? They make caskets. Yeah, together. we did right. have yeah. that. Yeah, they, we did, they have, did that. have that. Right, okay. I'm going to come in. I'm going to come in. With a, with a casket on stage, I'm gonna pop out that mug and say, "Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do." <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> at a church, at a Methodist, at a Methodist church, Peyton, we're gonna be yeah, at a Methodist church. Oh, yeah. water I'm gonna everywhere. pop up like the Undertaker and say, "Yeehaw!" <laughs> no lie, like, with my shirt off. Hey, I went to some WWE matches when I was a kid, and I went to like a Monday Night Raw. If you're a WWE fan, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like the flames yeah, count. This is like the pre-show. Like they had Kane out there, like before the show even started, uh -huh. and the flames went up. Actually, I think this was like a main, like a Sunday event. Okay, and like I was like, oh man, this is like this terrified me. I was like a little kid, uh -huh. and I knew the Undertaker was coming out of like retirement or coming back or whatever from an injury or something. Yeah, and I knew like this is the main event. It's about to be scary. So like right before that. I was like asking my dad, can we please go? Like, I was terrified. <laughs> I knew it was going to be like terrible because, you know, Undertaker is like a scary type dude. But, right, right, right. I stayed there yeah. and I watched it. it that's was what great. I was going to say. You, you missing. That's that's classic, bro. Undertaker yeah. versus Kane, bro. That's classic. Yeah, it was it's awesome. Raising Kane, that's pretty good. Hey, Raising Kane is. is great. I'm not going to hold you. It's an excellent chicken shack for sure. It is. I don't think I've ever watched any WWE. Yeah, I mean, that might be what's wrong with you. Yeah, there's a lot of things wrong with me, but that's not one of them. <laughs> yeah. My dad, he said, yeah, I was ready to get out. The, I was ready to get out of the building, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, that's a man, you had forever. a pop scare. <laughs> no, like he was saying, I was ready to get out. Oh. Me. Oh, yeah, you. He was like, oh, yeah, you was he, out he of He taught there. me in the stand, so I'm glad we stayed. Because he awesome. spent all that money on them tickets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's true. Maybe Neil's I'll pay like, Dylan's crying over here. We're staying. Like, we're yeah. staying. We paid for the whole we'll ticket. We're going to use the whole ticket. We're going to use the whole ticket. Cover your eyes. And, and you're going to come to the meet and greet afterwards. I don't care how scared yeah. you are. <laughs> you're coming to this meet and greet. That's what I'm like, too. Like, if I'm paying for a ticket, I'm staying. The, like, I like to stay the whole game, even, uh -huh. like, football games, basketball games. Like, I don't care if the game's over two quarters in. I'm staying. I'm in there, buddy. We paid for it, you baby. You took me to my first college football game. You left the whole quarter just up in there. Oh. Well, because I had, like, I was outvoted. Mm. I didn't pay for that ticket either, so. Hey, okay. <laughs> okay. That changes everything. That. When yeah. you pay for it, that changes everything. I would say this. I went to more college football games this year 
than I ever have. I think I only paid for one. So shout out to whoever gave me tickets. Hey, yeah, shout out to them. Hey, I, need, I, need, I need that, first I need that plug. Plug. Yeah. <laughs> do you like do you, what kind of sports do you watch? Do you just watch basketball? That's my main thing, but I got into football because my son started playing. So, and he's like, my son is a. Have you ever been to like a Division One SEC football game? No, I need to. That go. is, I bet it's crazy, dude. It's nuts. I wouldn't say like, I'm trying to think Nashville. Like Vanderbilt would not be the play. <laughs> nah, I'd have to go to Knoxville if I'm gonna go yeah, to a Tennessee. D1, I'm going be, to Knoxville. Yeah, that'd be that'd be the way to go. I think Alabama probably come up there next year, and that'd be the game to go to. It's yeah. a, it's a whole. Just don't get hit by mustard. What? <laughs> Watch out for the mustard. They don't know why what you're why about. do y'all throw mustard? Why are they throwing mustard? So that was against a backstory. Ole Miss, wasn't it? Yeah, Ole Miss <laughs> came up there. That's our our team's Ole Miss. Uh, team. We came up there, my team, a couple years ago, and there was like a there he is. Oh, That's yeah. awesome. There was like uh, Tennessee didn't like the call, and they threw trash on the field. You might have saw videos of it, but there was like mustard bottles, oh, and they okay. hit the coach. They hit our head coach with a golf ball. <laughs> Somehow he called it. Oh, hit it with a golf ball. Yeah. So it's it's like a they created a whole culture that Tennessee does not like our coach because he coached at Tennessee like fifteen years ago. Who who's the coach? Lane Kiffin. Oh, Lane is y'all. Like, yeah, oh, he's our coach. So, Lane ruined Tennessee. Actually, <laughs> it's not that he co- it's it's he ruined the program. That's why. Oh, I didn't know Lane Kiffin. Yeah, throw yeah. some mustard at him. Yeah, bro. That, we have to, yes. to kick him off. We have to kick him off. Yeah, bro. Get him out of here, bro. Like I don't know much, but I know Lane Kiffin deserved to get mustard thrown. Hey, at that's him. all he knows. Like, <laughs> but anyways, they they did that. So here's another backstory to it. Uh, Ole Miss played. It's like two years ago. Ole Miss and Tennessee played baseball. Okay. At Ole Miss, and the coach Lane Kiffin threw the first pitch, and he threw a golf ball. Oh, it was hilarious. Okay. He's like, if you know Lane, he's just tro- he trolls everybody. Oh yeah, he a big troll. Yeah, he a big. It's troll. hilarious. He loves. He likes being a villain. That's that's kind of his thing. He likes. It. Yeah, that's true. So, my dad said basketball is where it's at. He's actually. My dad played basketball like before there was a three point line. Um, <laughs> How old is your dad? He's like, <laughs> let me add it up. He's like, hey, 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 <laughs> he's not on Medicare yet. Let's just say that. But he said he's been he's been refing basketball for twenty nine years. He's actually a ref. His profile oh, picture lit. on here is him refing. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay, it's lit. He I went, rock with actually it. he graduated sixth in his class. Oh, okay. So I have to brag on him. Yeah, out of six people. Oh. I'm about to say out of six. <laughs> Why are you cooking your dad on your podcast right now? I had to do that to him. Let him, I had to do it to let him. him cook, bro. Let him cook. Let him cook. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you got anything to tell the people before you head out? Nah, man. Hey, just thank y'all. I appreciate the opportunity to come out here on the podcast. And, and uh, Hey, you can follow me at Derek, the Derek Miner on every platform, DerekMiner.com. I'm tapped in. Holla at me, boy. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't get the uh, great value version. <laughs> we were like, we were like, is this real, Carson? Is this Mm-mm. real? And then Carson was like, man, I, I don't know. I hope he, 
I, I paid him in five hundred dollars in iTunes gift card, so I hope he shows up. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest, like Carson sent the screenshot of him like getting you a or you saying you want to hop on. I'm like, so at first I'm like, oh heck yeah, and then I'm like, what if you just got some fake dude, man? Dude, that happens like, more than you think. Some Derek Miner fan page. Yeah, I like bet. some Derek Miner fan page, and he ain't even paying attention. Just like, some random guy. The scammers are out here, bro. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. scammers out here. They out here. But nah, nah, it's me. I answer my DMs. I'm I'm one of the few people with that's awesome. Ones my size that do that. But it's, I mean, I like talking to people, bro. People, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely. It's fun. Like that's the best part of the podcast. Just reaching out to different type of people. We had our sheriff on like a month ago. So. This is the spectrum of people we're having on. Oh, y'all. Wide range. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I appreciate you coming on. If you want to, uh, you can just hit the leave button. We're going we're gonna to talk for another minute or two and kind of do some housekeeping. But Thank you for joining right. us, man. Yeah, appreciate you, man. It's it it a pleasure meeting you. Yeah, likewise, homie. Yeah, it was good kicking it with y'all, man. Y'all be smooth. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. Bro. There well, it was, man. That was cool, man. You did it, Carson. You Carson outdid did yourself it. again. Carson been on lunch for an hour and a half. <laughs> he, uh, I took an early one for this. <clears throat> hey, I'm going to just say this. They lucky if I come back. My dad. <laughs> <laughs> After this, man. You're basically I'm, I'm like, too, that's your life, I'm bro. Too, just go home yeah, I'm too, forever. I'm too big time for them now. They, can't, they don't know me. They don't know me no more. Yeah. yeah. Tell them they're going to have to give you a raise now. Yeah, you want me yeah. to come back to work? My dad said facts yeah. after I said that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely yeah, we got like a couple, meeting, uh... meeting a childhood hero. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. I like uh, how... Some of the words uh, that I, mean. I, I like how in the middle of any serious topic, it cookie comes out of left field, bro. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that when he was talking about his album, I was like, he said people missed the gym. And I was like, yeah, Peyton. And I was like, well, I kind of ruined his album promo. but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's great. They See, Peyton, you're doing great, bro. You didn't even have to get the album on. You just did Peyton Cook. Yeah. yeah. You're an idiot. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. You're an idiot. Yeehaw. Well, I'll be honest, I didn't even grow up on music, bro. I grew up on Nickelback. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That is Yeehaw, bro. This afternoon, that's a pretty Yeehaw song. Hey. Yeah. Got weeds in the back, y'all. But... Four feet tall. Yeehaw. Oh, goodness. What's up, Nate? What's up, Britton? I don't know if y'all still here. What's up, Connor? Oh, bro, it's late. What's up, Dad? See who else? What's up, Peyton Cook? That's Yo, our what's up? Appreciate y'all for watching. Uh, oh, no problem, man. This is honestly like yep. Carson keeps surprising us. So, I mean, who's next, guys? Who y'all want us to have next? I mean, I guess nobody's out of the realm of possibilities with Carson. So, Theo Vaughn schedule somebody, and we ain't even gonna know who it is. Yeah, yeah Theo Vaughn up next. <laughs> Hey, no, but for real, one thing that we need to do is we need to get on somebody else's podcast now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. My dad said Lane Kiffin. I've been trying to get 
Carson to like, I was like, bro, hit Jackson Dart up, bro. Hit Caden Freescorn. Yeah, like, hit, hit the whole offense. Don't hit Judkins, Judkins up, bro. He's dead guys gotta, now, I'm, so. Dayton Wade, bro, get him. He's fine. He just left. You think bro, bro got a personal like, Facebook account? I, I retire. <laughs> I have no idea. They have Twitter. I don't For got sure. Twitter. But yeah. I don't got hardly any social media now. That'd be awesome. We need to get an athlete on next because we've kind of strayed from like gyms. Yeah. I, <laughs> Nate said I'm the funniest just, human being on earth without even trying, so I definitely beat Peyton. You know, your second best Peyton. Yeah. <laughs> He said I was roasting my dad in front of Derek Miner. Yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Because that well, stuff comes uh, when you don't try to force it. I got I got to head you out. Head it out, y'all wrap it up. Yeah, I'm going to make like All a right, baby head out. We'll wrap it up. it out, bro. That's what I like to say. Yeah. I, I, I won't say what I said earlier. I don't even know what you said. Good. Our next controversial topic, do bumper plates help your deadlift that much? Blake Dubois, I'm calling you out. Anyways, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah. Peyton Dot Cook still, bro. Peyton Dot Cook. I might have to change it to the Peyton Cook, bro. I'm gonna start changing all my stuff. Okay. <laughs> the Peyton Cook. <laughs> yeah, yeah at least it was the that, Derek bro. Minor, not 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 the, not the Derek Minor. Not just a Derek Minor. A Derek you know? Minor. I'm glad we got the Derek Minor. That's a relief. But yeah, I appreciate y'all watching. Uh, man, y'all put the work in. Do what you got to do. Deal the Young, Dylan McCollum. I'm changing my names. I just haven't finished. Uh, yeah. So, New Year. Don't Happy. be a burden. Don't be a burden. Don't be a liability. Stop being fat and late. Oh, can't say that. But uh, uh, we'll see y'all okay, next okay. time. Ready, set, go. Bye.